Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pack One, Pick One. This time, once again, it is just going to be me, Flynn, doing this episode. And it is the long-awaited, long-promised Theros Sunset Show for Theros Beyond Death. course, coming up um, in weeks or months, depending on what goes on in the rest of the world. There will be one more episode focused on this set, specifically the Legends and EDH side of it. So we'll be covering most of that later on, but of course that will be a little while, so aside from that, this is, for all intents and purposes, the last real discussion we will be doing of this set. It is coming out a little late, but it is out now. So, I'll be covering a bunch of the usual stuff that I cover in most episodes, so why don't we just get into it now? Uh, starting off, as usual, uh, this will be mostly a limited discussion uh, until a little bit later. Uh, my favorite archetype for this limited environment was Black Green Escape. I drafted that quite a bit. Uh, Overall, my top, uh, say, four uh, archetypes and limited, ranging from, I believe, most to least powerful, the top ones would be black-green, blue-black, red-black, and white-black. If you are uh, good at recognizing patterns, you may notice that all four of the best archetypes were part black. We'll get into that later. Uh... As well as being my favorite archetype, my most drafted was Black Green Escape, or just Black Green in general, for this set. Uh, my best play or draft moment would probably be opening up a Foil Dream Trawler, Pack 1, and a Kiora Ruins Thassa's Life in Pack 3 of the same draft. That was pretty cool. Uh, I would say that my second, was during actual gameplay, would be when I used a Timorat to keep me alive for over seven turns uh, to come back from being about two life, bouncing back between like two and four life, uh, maybe five or six for like seven turns on end. It was crazy comeback. And I did end up winning that game. It was amazing. Uh, I would say the worst play or draft moment that I had would be losing a draft in blue-black where I had seven rares in Mythics, I think two Mythics, because I ended up taking so many rare and Mythic bombs in packs that had removal that I didn't have basically any removal. So I had a deck full of bombs. Um, like, I'd opened up a Dream Trawler uh, and a Kiora as well in this draft, I think. So it was like the second one I did that. Um, I'd gotten past a Nadir Kraken in pack one, pick two, an Atrix... Um, there's another couple rares? It was insane. The issue being that in all those packs there was removal, and every deck I played against had cards like the Pegasus that makes other flying creatures with lifelink, has constellation, um, hyper-aggressive decks. And so I learned a hard lesson that day, which was you can have a ton of bombs in your deck, but if you can't really interact with what your opponent's doing, they'll just kill you. So that was kind of rough. Uh, I would say my favorite card in the set, at least for limited, was Timoret, because it just does so much. Card's fucking insane. It um, 
It's a great early creature, it gains you life, picks apart your opponent's graveyard to get rid of their escape, gains you life as well. It's just incredible. Super great card, and it was one of the best parts playing any black deck. I was very happy to see it, and I feel like it was major overrate, underrated, at least where I played it. So my least favorite card, well, I would say Dream Trawler. But thankfully, even though I had opened two, and I had been in a couple drafts for other people open them, I never had to play against it. So I won't say that was my least favorite, on account I never just had to go against it to confirm that it would definitely would have been. So I'm going to give Clothus, the red-green god, that honor instead, because every time that I ever saw that in a limited game and it was not on my side of the field, it was just misery. That was a rough one. Uh, my favorite cycle in the set would have to be the rare sagas. That kind of counts. Because I love sagas, and I thought that it was very cool that they brought those back. Favorite mechanic? Well, there's only three to really pick from. But it would be escape from this set. Um, and my least favorite mechanic would be devotion from this set. I think usually it can be pretty cool. I did some nice stuff with it in the first Theros block. But they just really didn't do much with it in this set. Um, it just kind of felt like an afterthought a lot of the time. So that's why I would say it was my least favorite. Not because it was inherently bad, but more just because it was just kind of there. At least in my opinion. Now, overall with the set. I'd say that, at least, again, strictly for limited, mostly draft. It was an alright format, but it does have a lot of problems that other recent sets have had. Some of those problems being almost a culmination of issues in the form of some cards, such as Dream Trawler. Uh, I didn't nearly enjoy this set as much as I enjoyed Eldraine, which just really ended up clicking with me. I think I did almost 30 paper drafts of that set, um, and... Yeah, I felt like if I could have chosen to just keep drafting that throughout the entirety of Theros' time, I would have probably been, like, a lot happier, because even after drafting it so much, that one just never got old. But this, this episode's about Theros, so I'll try to stop gushing about how much I loved the draft part of Eldraine, which was fantastic. Um... Yeah, you know, th this one did, of course, feel less open than some other sets. Ultrain. Um, because there really weren't as many viable archetypes. You couldn't play all ten two-color combinations and then monocolor and other stuff. Mostly, you're kind of restricted to a couple of the best, like I'd say four or five archetypes. You could play the others and win with them, of course. But, you know, if you weren't, for example, playing black then you got to have a really good reason to not be using that color in Theros. Either being completely cut off, or it just so happened to open up like some insane bombs in other colors. Which kind of brings me to the color imbalance, you know, in the set. I mentioned that, you know, black was so strong, had such great depth, could support many players, that, you know, if the other colors had the same depth, maybe the format would have been better, but they didn't. I thought green also had a fair amount of depth to it, but 
you know, if you weren't green or black, then you really uh, were struggling a bit, especially if you didn't play either of those colors in your deck. Uh, I felt like that would make a rough time in draft. So, okay, out of the three mechanics, um, I mentioned this earlier, but of course, again, I felt like Devotion really didn't do much of anything, so it was, it was all right, just, you know, fine. Um, Constellation did have a lot more support, which I did like. I felt like it was really just done wrong in the last uh, Theros set that it was in. I think it was only Journey to Mix. So it was good that it actually came back and they finally treated the uh, enchantment mechanic on an enchantment plane with the respected dessert. Uh, Scape was also really good, but since the cards themselves really were their own payoffs, there wasn't like a ton of support or synergy for them. Like cards that say, uh, when you escape, you get this or do this or find a card with escape or blah, blah, blah. It was more like this card has escape and that in and of itself is good. So, you know, they didn't need that, but I thought it would have been cool. You know, that being said, I did think it was very strong in this set and easily the best of the main three mechanics. Or only three. Uh, caught on, I feel like, pretty early to how strong Escape was, and I feel like a lot of other people took longer than me, for the most part, to kind of catch on just how good some cards like Underworld Charger, Gracious Chimera, the Hydra, the Typhoon, or whatever. Uh, Raid Chand, just how good those common escape cards were. So, of course, now Theros did do some stuff right, like escape and consolation. I want to get into that. So, first off, uh, I'll talk about the disgusting stuff later. I want to say that a lot of the best decks in this set could be built with just commons and uncommons, and I feel like that is how it should be most of the time in limited. Sure, you know, it's okay to have one or two archetypes or, like, fringe ones, for like, it's an uncommon or uncommons, rare, maybe mythic, that you need to make it work. Maybe, like, how there were, like, the uh, high alert kind of decks, where it wasn't, like, a main archetype, but it was, like, a side thing that you could do. Like, that's fine. But in some sets, you'll have uh, some color pairs that, if they don't have one or multiple of their, like, signpost uncommon or rares for support... You're not going to be able to do much. I felt like that was one of the only issues, for example, with Throne of Eldraine, where while everything was playable, the only archetype that really seemed to suffer was the blue-red draw two, a unique one in the standard set, but it relied so heavily on having good, uncommon and rare payoffs that if you didn't get those or enough of them, or if you faced off against Revenger Ravens, then you were just pretty shit out of luck. So, um, I feel like Theros, at least the top archetypes, didn't really suffer from that. And most of the good cards, like the common escape creatures, you could have a deck. You get 3 hour draft, which I've done many times in this set, without any rares or mythics. You're just fine. You can do it. So, that's a big point in its favor. And I feel like that is how most limited sets should be. And I think Wizards is getting better at that. So hopefully that trend will continue uh, as I get deeper into Ikoria. I'm hoping that I'll see that same thing. So, yeah, of course, as I said, the escape creatures, great threats, support their decks, kept up pressure. I love those. I love cards like that in Limited. 
you know, that's why they made some of the best decks as good as they were. Um, Constellation getting support, amazing. And uh, I also, of course, said before, love how they brought back the sagas. And, uh, you know, it's super cool way of doing enchantments. I love them. I want to see more of them. So hopefully we will. Uh, lastly, I wanted to say that uh, for the good stuff, I love the Nyxlams that they created for this set. I think the art is beautiful. You know, may uh, be called like Pokemon Energy cards, but I'm a big fan of them. I thought they looked really great, especially in foil. And I would love to pick up more of those. Okay. Well, that's about it for a bunch of praise. So let's get into the stuff that I did not like about this set. And there were some things. Many of the problems in this set can be t summed up into two words. Dream Trawler. See, <laughs> this card represents possibly the peak of unfair bombs that Wizards prints uh, one or two of into each new set, it seems, at least for limited purposes. Mm hmm While there are some answers, they are not a plenty, and often enough for not enough for this beast of a card. I've had the fortune to not play against it in almost 20 paper drafts, but I can only imagine how horrible it would have been. That aside, I don't really care for how uh, Devotion really didn't end up doing much in this set. It was kind of lackluster, just felt like something that they just tacked on some cards, and like the gods, demigods, they're like, yeah, we just got Devotion. It's okay, might do something, but like, you can't build a deck around it, you know. And there really weren't even many cards that had it, I don't think, just a handful. At least that were made worth it to devote yourself to them to get any benefit. Um, yeah, I also wasn't a fan of how the color and archetype imbalances happen with the set, especially coming after a set that was almost, besides blue-red, perfect with uh, archetype and color balances. As for the cards... I didn't like the showcase alt art uh, with the Nyx gods and demigods as much as I did as those with Eldrain and Ikoria. You know, they weren't, they weren't bad, but they just felt kind of bland for me. They didn't really do it for me. Uh, the Planeswalkers looked alright. They got their alt art, but I mean, that's about it. I guess uh, I would say those look cool. Um, yeah, and Theros... Uh, overall, it was fine. Um, you know, some other cards did end up breaking other formats, like Underworld Breach. In a bunch of formats, Thassa's Oracle. Uh, Euro as well, which is also a nuts card. Yeah, that card, <laughs> just remember Euro, could have been legal with Oko at the same time. And that is fucked up. <sighs> yeah, uh, that's it for uh, the hating portion of this episode, so to speak. And overall, um, oh, I should get into something else. Speaking of limited, uh, I usually say this a bit earlier, but uh, after about 20 or so paper drafts of this set, and I did maybe two on Magic uh, Arena, I had about a 71% win rate. So I did pretty good with this set in terms of win-loss. Still uh, be happy to move on other sets because it just kind of bored me, to be honest. 
compared to some other ones that I really did like. So, yeah. Uh, overall, I would give Theros Beyond Death uh, about a 6.5 out of 10. It sounds low, but like if I try and leave a 5 as truly average, I'd say it was a little bit better, but it didn't really um, do too much for me, and I don't believe that it will be one of my top sets of all time. Just one that was okay and, you know, came and went. So, yeah, that would be it. That's kind of my retrospective on Theros Beyond Death for the most part. Once again, you will see one last main episode for it with an EDH focus coming out sometime this year. But until then, we'll be mostly moving on to Ikoria now. So look out for those episodes and you will get, I promise you, a lot more of those than you did for Theros Beyond Death. Um, It was unfortunate I didn't get to cover the set as much as I wanted to, but hopefully this episode will at least allow me to kind of close that saga off. Pun intended. Alright, well, signing off for this time. It's been Flynn. Thank you for listening, and look forward to more episodes soon.